Hello everybody, this is Rafal Davidovich. Welcome to this week's Novi Shir. We are now going to be beginning Sefer Shoftim, which is the Book of Judges. And as I mentioned in the introductory class, I find the Book of Judges, Sefer Shoftim, to be the wildest of all the books of Tanakh. There are so many stories that are unusual, but I don't want to focus on how unusual they are. I am going to be building a thesis over here, and I hope to take you on this trip as I explore this book and show you how each chapter, really each story here, is highlighting what is wrong with having the Jewish people broken up into different separate communities and how and the planting of the seeds for what would become the unified Jewish nation. We're now going to be talking about chapter 1, Perak Aleph. Perak Aleph, as it says in the first verse, Vayhi Mos Yehoshua. Yehoshua has passed away, and now they need to know what to do next. Well, what would you think they need to do next? Yehoshua set that up very clearly in the closing chapters of his book, where he said, the conquest has been left incomplete. So now, what do they need to do? They need to complete the conquest. So the Jewish people, as they are still unified in the days after Yehoshua's passing, consult the Kohen Gadol, and if you think about it, the Kohen Gadol, who at this point would have been Pinchas, was the only unifying part of the nation. The nation was still unified religiously, in a certain sense, with the Mishkan at Shiloh. So now they ask Hashem, they say, who should start the fight? Meaning, not starting the fight so much, but who should continue? And the word that they receive is that Yehuda, Ya'aleh, Yehuda should continue. Vihine nasati I've handed the land over to him. This is the ultimate foreshadowing that for the future of Klal Yisrael, Yehuda would be the first. Yehuda would be the leader, just as Yehuda, in one sense, was the leader, even in the desert, where the camp of Yehuda led the uh, trip through the desert. Yehuda now would be the leader as well. Even though there was no king from Yehuda, and there would not be a king from Yehuda for the next four centuries, yet right now, or three and a half centuries, right now, even now, Yehuda is the leader. So what does Yehuda do? Yehuda calls his brother Shimon, the tribe of Shimon, which as we saw in Sefer Yehoshua, did not have contiguous territory. So the tribes of Yehuda and the tribe of uh, Shimon, these two tribes, join forces and begin to fight a battle. And they succeed in some of their early battles, and they wage war against Yerushalayim. Again, this is a foreshadowing of Yehuda and Yerushalayim eventually being the capital state and the capital city of Klal Yisrael. And while they conquer Yerushalayim, we will see later that they don't fully conquer Yerushalayim, and Binyamin does not conquer its northern part of Yerushalayim either. Then Yehuda fully conquers the city of Hebron, and Kolev, as we saw in Sefer Yehoshua, ends up taking the city of Hebron in its entirety. There's somewhat of a debate. I want you to pick up on this. You can listen back to my classes on Yehoshua. It sounded that, you, that the city of Hebron had already been conquered. So there's a little bit of a conflict here as to 
what the conquest of the city of Hebron in Yehoshua's days, how that complements the conquest of the city of Hebron right now after the death of Yehoshua. Perhaps it has been suggested that this is a throwback to the earlier lines, or one could also suggest that it is saying that it was almost entirely conquered and that Kalev completed the conquest over here. In any case, Kalev is now the master of the city of Hebron. He has a daughter who marries Osniel. Osniel is Kalev's half-brother, who ends up being Kalev's son-in-law. And this is important, and please keep this in mind. Osniel, Otniel, if pronounced in the other manner, who is Kalev's son-in-law, is explained as being the first Shofate, the first national leader. So he takes over, he conquers the city of Devir, which becomes known or is known also as Kiryat Sefer. The rabbis attribute this conquest of Kiryat Sefer as being a sign given the name that Osniel had what to do with a Sefer Torah, meaning that he was not just a military leader, he was also a leader in the sense of being a Torah leader of the Jewish people. The next piece to understand after speaking about Yoshua's role is the role of the Kani. Kani. Who are the Kani? Kani are a tribe that is descended from Yisro. And they would play a part in joining forces together with Osniel. And also the Kani, these descendants of Yisro, are also seen as having a major role in uh, Torah as well. So now Yehuda is successful in conquering these southern portions of Eretz Yisrael. But then we hear in the second half of the chapter how the rest of the country does not do so well. First of all, we hear about how Binyamin does not succeed in conquering its portion of Yerushalayim. We hear that the tribes of Yosef do not fully, they conquer Beis El, which of course is a city that is connected with the uh, descendants of Yosef, with an unusual story here about the fellow who, like Rachav, helped them conquer the city. But then we read about how the tribes of Menashe and Ephraim, that's from Yosef, Zavulin and Asher and Naphtali and Dun, are unsuccessful in their charge to conquer their areas. And what does it mean that they're unsuccessful? Well, they live in the portions allotted to them. However, they did not clear the area of the existing Canaanite tribes that lived there. So that the Israelite tribes and these Canaanite tribes end up living in proximity to one another. For the most part, not completely, those Canaanite tribes end up in some informal form of surrender where they pay taxes to the Bnei Yisrael, but they are not driven out the way that Yehoshua had told them to drive them out or kill them, nor are they killed the way that Moshe told them that they need to get rid of them. So this incomplete picture, the idea that Yehuda has succeeded, but the other tribes have not succeeded, and by the way, Yehuda succeeded because as we saw in Sefer Yehoshua, the portions of Yehuda had been mostly conquered by the end of Yehoshua's career as a conqueror. These other tribes were now trying to conquer these areas for the first time. 
And remember, they did not have a national army helping them. It was each tribe for itself. And this is why they were unsuccessful. And this here is the first lesson of Sefer Shoftim. The idea that if the people do not unite, and it's each individual community for itself, then success is very, very far from certain. And this concludes our analysis and our summary of chapter 1, Perak Aleph, of Sefer Shoftim, the Book of Judges. Thank you all for listening.